Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Jake Scott with you from uh, our Vivint Smart Home Arena. Carrier Zone Studio 2, at least for the time being. Austin Horton across the glass from me and not safely social distancing from Casa de Monson is Gordon Monson. Gordon off uh, again today. Now I'm uh, sitting here in our Studio 2 just now getting my headphones in because once again I'm on the struggle train. Or struggle bus. That one sounds better. I'm on the struggle bus. Does it? I don't why, know. why does bus sound better than bus, train? It bus just it, it feels better. I think the struggle bus. I like train. I, I just got my headphones plugged in, but this time it's just because I'm bickering with Lloyd off the air. Which why are you? He was he was looking out for no, you. No, he's not. Lloyd, yeah, he Lloyd absolutely is. is. He, Lloyd is never looking out for that me. time. First, I think first he is. and foremost, that's never happening. Playing defense against Lloyd okay. all the time. <laughs> Now, he deserves you to be playing defense but, against him all the time. But. Secondly, he could never ruin the good mood that I'm in today. Why is that? Even Lloyd. Because I birdied a par five over the weekend, and I was on in two on a 530-yard par five, Austin. That is why I'm in a good mood today. So par five, on in two, and you two-putted for the birdie? For the birdie. So you could have had an eagle. I had an eagle putt. It wasn't an so you blew it. It wasn't an easy eagle putt, and and I'm so bad on the green, Austin. I'll take a two putt birdie, because I don't get one putt birdies that often. I'll take a two putt double bogey at this point in my life. That's awesome, Jake. Where so were you? So I'm stoked. We went to Murray Parkway. I've never been to that. You know what? It's fun. Of course. It, it, affordable. Always in good shape. I like Murray Parkway. Walk or drive? Uh, we walked. You're a walker. Uh, no, you know what? I've here. I'll I'll be honest. Like, I've always been a writer, always, because, you know, the the cooler gets heavy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but a group of friends and I have have been playing just walking nine holes, pretty much weekly uh, during this whole COVID thing because you know it's easy to stay apart you're outside uh, we're not uh, we BYOB which of course means buy your own beer so you're not sharing anything you really just come in contact with whatever you brought you know it's been a fun activity uh and we've we've played all the Salt Lake City golf courses we've played uh, a couple one offs here or there and so uh, Murray Parkway's turn in the rotation came up so I'll have good. to check it out. I've never been there. Uh, you'd like it. Is this the it's best good. you've played that course, would you say, or did you just get a good Okay, hole? so here's the thing. I had a birdie and three pars, which I'm 
hey, I'm not a great golfer, so I'm, I'm going home happy. But let's see how many. That's four holes. Let's say the other five. Rough. Like Oh, that's too bad. Like rough. Like okay. lost three balls Ooh. in the first one and a half holes. Is it a lot of water? No. Is that a bound losing? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like for example, I'm, I'm usually I, I've got the really heavy slice, right? And part of the reason I, I was able to get on in two on that one hole is because t- for for that for Sunday afternoon, I was hitting the ball straight, and I was hitting bombs, baby. It, I mean, I was hitting bombs. But I didn't discover this until obviously after the first hole. Now let me tell you about my normal game. Usually the slice is so heavy, I'm aimed. You know, I if we're standing in Salt Lake, I'm aimed to Ogden. You get right. what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah. uh, and, and then that banana ball hopefully comes back out. On, I mean, I, I've hung the ball over freeways before, and it and it comes back. Okay. So let me let me. You put have it, a boomerang type drive, do you? I do. It starts to come back towards you uh, at yeah, some point. Yeah. It's it's rough, and so I, I I can hit it a long way, but there's a lot of there's a lot of slice. So when I straightened it out on Sunday, it, it was going a long way. I feel pretty good about it. But here's the thing: on hole number one. I hadn't discovered this fact quite yet. So let's say that ball went, I I don't know. I, I don't know. It wasn't on the golf course still. <laughs> you were at Murray Parkway when you teed off and right. the ball landed in it, Tooele. The fashion place ball, maybe. Oh, okay. oh yeah. that way. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. way. Uh-huh. So it took me a minute, a minute to get my newfound not slicing figured out. And that, that led to some rough holes. And then, you know, there's some... Some other mishaps. But those four holes where I put it together, I was feeling pretty good. So then let me ask you this, because I don't honestly know how I feel about this for myself. Would you rather have those three good holes and be absolutely terrible the other six? Or would you rather just be about your normal stuff, all nine holes, and not have that glimmer of hope that maybe you're improving, which is obviously fool's gold. Okay, for somebody my level, you're asking me whether I'd want bogeys across the board right. or if I want to ride the roller coaster. If Would you trade one birdie and two pars for double bogeys and triples the yeah, rest right, of the way? Right. Yeah. Yes. At this, po- at this point, yes, because it's it's kind of about the score for me, but it's more about the moments. Okay. So I'll remember my birdie. And I'll forget all that other stuff. Maybe not. Maybe not the first drive. So, That's yeah. gonna stick with me for a while. But yeah. but I'll remember. I'll remember on and two in that hole. And next time I play Murray Parkway, I'll tell whoever I'm playing with. <laughs> Guess who was on and two into on this one? Huh? 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 Yeah. Driver five wood. Take that. <laughs> well, that it, that make that answer makes sense. My hesitation though is, and why I lean towards more. I would rather just have my normal game the whole time. Is do you you know what the list is? Couples will sometimes have a list of, uh, or Andre Karolinko had a proverbial hall pass, as it were. Okay. So you've got three Uh, people on your list. The Friends episode. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. This, getting a birdie or a par or an eagle for me uh, would be like actually running into uh, someone on my list at the grocery store or something and, and, and having that tease there. But then, of course, nothing's going to come of it. Okay. So so you, you have one good hole, but it doesn't mean that you're a good golfer all of a sudden. Yes, but I'll believe I am. And then the next hole, I'll be like, I've got this figured okay. out, and I'll get a 17 okay. and just want to murder everybody. So I'd rather just okay. suck the whole time than have sure. a one good hole out of 20. Okay. I can, I can yeah. get the logic. But there. I'm glad but, you have But you'll remember the one good hole. 
Sure. And you remember meeting your Hollywood crush at the grocery store, but you're, you're better off not meeting them at the grocery store because it's like, ah, I am what I am. I've had very few eagles in my life. And I, had an and I remember them. Yeah, I think I've had, let's see. Outside of miniature golf? I had one last year at the Canyons. Uh, uh, at the Canyons it. course on uh, on Father's Day. On and two and a par five and actually made the putt. That's amazing. Yeah. I've had one at Forestdale. I love Forestdale. Huh. Shout out to Salt Lake City Golf. <laughs> There's so many good courses around Oh, yeah. There. Well, I, and the affordability of golf in this town is, is nuts. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good week. Yeah, it was good. Well, you have a birdie, feeling pretty good. That not even not even Lloyd and his faux assistants. <laughs> he was not. This this time was not. It's not, not going to bring me down. Y'all also celebrated a, a good day over the weekend. Yeah, my daughter turned three. How about that? How did that go? Uh, it was it was amazing. We had a picnic up Mill Creek Canyon, which it, it was just beautiful. A little little cooler. Um, we filled our basement with balloons. So she's super into balloons. Filled so, the basement? So, like, we bought a bag of 100 balloons, and I'd say we got through three-quarters of the bag, so, like, 75 balloons. I hope you had a tank. You no. You were blowing those no, up by okay, mouth. So, <laughs> so this is funny, because we were going to do it after she went to bed, of course, right? But the 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 balloon inflator that, that my wife had bought, while efficient, was also... The, like the jet engine decibel levels. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I mean, the neighborhood would think you had an, uh, a hot air balloon in the basement, huh? Well, the neighbor, the neighborhood would think like, oh, the Scots got a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so what, was it gas power? Uh, and then, and then she had another thing to help us uh, that looked more like a bicycle pump. I've seen those. Have yeah. you seen those? Well, this one had to be defective. <laughs> Cause on on about my tenth pump, without the without the balloon even have like tried to inflate, I was like, I don't think this thing is working. I don't I don't think this is going to be an option. <laughs> oh, so so what'd you do? How'd you get them all filled? If she's so, asleep, you can't run the the jet ski. So we 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 did most manually, and wow. then after it was pretty apparent that she was out, you know, then we. We used the thing a couple okay, of times, good. but it was loud. I was surprised. <laughs> it was, it was really loud. Cause she, we have the the monitor up, uh, of course, in in her room, and she'll say if she hears us, and and our house is old and squeaky and stuff like that, and and she's usually a pretty good sleeper, but when she's trying to go to sleep, she'll she'll actually yell, "Can you be quiet?" <laughs> At three years old, she's already at, telling at, you how yeah, it is. At three years old, yeah. She, does she have a broom handle that she hits the wall in the <laughs> no. ceiling with? Keep it down up there! <laughs> and she's funny. And yeah. uh, she's super into detective Yeah, work. she's, she's into solving go? mysteries. It, uh, it, it, we didn't... You didn't it, do what you had planned? It went well because we created a few mysteries throughout the day. We didn't okay. do exactly what we had uh, we had planned. But no, it was great. I'm it, glad it she great. had a good day. And we had macaroni and cheese and hot dogs for dinner, which, of course, she selected. Said, what do you want for dinner? It's your birthday. She goes, macaroni and cheese. Said, okay, anything else? She says, can you put hot dogs in there? And it was like, I guess. You bet. <laughs> anything else? Applesauce. Got oh, it. Man, you have a low-maintenance child. Oh, yeah, she's great. Uh, if it were your birthday, in fact, you just had a birthday, and you selected, like, these gold plated steaks that you had to fly to Norway to buy. I know they were pretty amazing. And she's just wanting hot dogs and mac. That's it. 
Good kid. Applesauce. Happy birthday. Yeah, it was That's sweet. Awesome. Oh, well, you had a birthday in the family, too. How'd that go? My wife celebrated her birthday yesterday. Uh, it, it was great, and it wasn't great, because we had all these big-time plans uh, to go see her family, and right, right. someone fell ill in, their, in the family, oh, no. and so we didn't get to do that. But we scrambled and put some things together and had a great, relaxing day yesterday. You, so. uh, you took care of Mama. Tried. Yep. Good. Absolutely tried. It, it, two of her gifts didn't work out. We have to return them, and that always makes me feel like That's a always a bummer. Yeah. But, but you've always got to remind yourself, or at least I do, because I've fallen into that as well. You just have to remind You want her to have what she wants. Or, exactly. or what will work, or, yes. you know, yep. or for it to fit. Or I don't know what the particular objection was. At least this, I but. had something for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we can fix it Go ahead. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, good. Yep. Uh, Good weekend. Yeah, that is. That sounds great. All right. We do have a lot to do today. Chris Camerani is going to be on the show at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, of course, from The Athletic. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris Mannix. Our friend will join us at 4. And live from the Orlando bubble, makes the magic happen. I I want to say rights for utahjazz.com, Austin, but considering he's really the only one there, I, I he's, he's juggling a few things. So it's, it's not really fair to introduce him as rights for utahjazz.com, rights, films, Podcast. I would say Aaron Falk, utahjazz.com, because he is utahjazz.com right now. But he's down there, and he's doing terrific work, and we're excited that uh, not only is he going to be on the show today at 4, but he's going to be, or excuse me, at 5, but he's going to be uh, on with all the shows across the Zone, across the zone Sports Network, and he's going to join us at least weekly on Mondays. And, uh, of course, if breaking news happens or games or all sorts of stuff, we'll, we'll utilize Aaron as much as we can. So very excited about that. But right now, let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, I, I know that the media has a lot of things on their hands. There's no games right now, so they have, they're very active. So there's been a lot of communications, a lot of conversations with people. you got to look at it this way. It might take me a year, year and a half to put together a schedule normally, and when those two conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, announced that they were going conference only and opened up games, you're talking about trying to get, it's not just me, but most of those athletic directors and coaches Coaches that had their games canceled had to all of a sudden start sprinting. So I've had a lot of conversations with a number of people. Some have been reported from their side. And uh, I think that they'll continue uh, today and tomorrow and until this goes to the point where we're playing football. All right. That was Tom Homo talking about the ever-evolving situation of college football scheduling. And over the weekend... It was rumored that Alabama, who has to replace their game, of course, against USC at Jerry World, which, quick side note, do you know Alabama's take from that was going to be $6 million? Just their share of it? Just their share of it. Wow. Now, I've been advocating for BYU in specific for years to play more neutral site games. I have no idea why college football or teams for college aren't playing as many neutral site games as they possibly can because you can sell them independently. Anyway, and six, you don't have to staff the stadium. You don't have to take any. Right, of that. Yeah. you're just you're just uh, putting those gold bars in the plane and flying them home. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. I don't is know that why what Jerry pays in his gold bars. No, uh, I don't know. I'm not kidding. Now that they have that that beautiful new stadium in Vegas, BYU should play a game there a year. 
I think they should anyway. It'd be good for the old coffers. But nonetheless, Alabama looking to uh, schedule an opponent if the SEC does play a 12-game schedule, and uh, it looks like maybe there's a deal in the works to take on BYU. Now, uh, DJ and PK had a, a beat writer from Tuscaloosa on this morning, and he said that it was likely going to be a, a home game for Alabama, and that makes some sense. They're not coming to Provo. They're not going to – I guess they could play in Jerry World. But honestly, if you can't have fans in the stands, then what – Yeah, what's the point? Might as well play in Tuscaloosa. Now, there have to be some sort of negotiation. I don't know if Alabama would be willing to play – or, excuse me, pay for this game or what. Maybe ESPN would give BYU a little bump because I'm sure the game would be on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Or ABC. Or C, it could be CBS, I guess, since CBS still has some rights to oh the SEC, the SEC. and it's an SEC home game, right? So maybe it would be. In fact, it probably, it probably unless the unless CBS defers and says nah, right. then ESPN would take it. I would guess BYU would find a way to make some money on it, but how? Because if there's know. no one in the stands and, and all that. They don't get a cut of the gate. all I'm know. seeing all weekend, Jake, is if you have a chance to play Alabama, you absolutely do it. And I think under normal circumstance that makes sense. But why Why now? What, what, what's the What's the benefit of playing Alabama when there's really no money to be made from playing Alabama? The compensation, I think, would have to come from Alabama. They, I mean, at very least, it's a tremendous expense to get down there. I mean, right. So, I mean, BYU's not going to cut off its nose despite its face, regardless of the fan base's desire to play Alabama. So, And we're in, uh, in the weeds a little bit here. There'd have to be some sort of way for both institutions to, to salvage money. Alabama did come through uh, you know, a check from, well, the SEC after a check from CBS, right? But with BYU, they'd have to find some way to make it worth their while, or they wouldn't do it. So it's just money? Oh, I, I think I they want to play too. I'm sure BYU wants to play. You will lose by fifty. You um, will lose by fifty. Go play. BYU's got a good team. I mean, they're not better than Alabama team, and they could they could lose big, sure, but they, they've also got a chance to put up a fight. I uh, Austin, I'm old enough to remember. Speaking of Jerry World, a plucky uh, young quarterback named Max Hall going in there and coming out with a victory over unbeatable Oklahoma. Yeah, that was a really really stacked BYU squad though. It was a good senior-laden, talented, yeah. But Oklahoma had the number one pick in the draft. Who was out in what number of minutes? Who was that that linebacker that hurt? Colby Clawson. Colby Clawson, that's right. But anyway, point being, you never know. And don't we just yeah. want to see? I mean, college football. I'm sure BYU fans want to see it. They they may get worked. I don't know. I I mean, we'll get to your news here in in just a second. But uh, I think uh, DHC aside. I think BYU is pretty good. Like that offensive line, Zach Wilson takes another step. Matt Bushman has a breakout year, another breakout year, a step forward year, whatever. They could be pretty good on offense. Well, and I, I think the the fact remains as BYU has lost five games already on their schedule. Correct? Yeah. That it, we're all looking around, going, "Okay, BYU's got to fill those holes somewhere." And we've been mentioning FCS schools. And uh, double headers against teams like UMass and, and things like that. And then Bama comes a calling. That's an absolute victory, even if you lose by 50. In a season when Tom Homo has five holes to fill and, oh, ho-hum, he just adds Alabama. Yeah, you absolutely take that as a win. 
All right, let's talk about Devontae Henry Cole for a moment uh, here. Austin, you did some digging over the weekend. Well, last week I heard from someone down in, uh, in Provo around the team, not an employee of the team, but around the team, who had said that there was some uh, talk that Devontae Henry Cole, who just transferred to BYU this offseason uh, from, from Utah, grad transfer, uh, was thinking about now transferring again. And I, I said, oh, okay, I'll keep an eye on that. It's just one person. I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not, I don't break things like that. I just more or less have an opinion when those things happen. Well, then, late last week, you saw some things popping up here and there on the rumor mills. And so I reached out to someone in Salt Lake who is familiar with the University of Utah football goings on. And they also, independently of my Provo source, pretty much said the exact same thing that Devonta Henry Cole is eyeing an entrance into the transfer portal once again with the assumed plan to play at Utah State. And Gary Anderson, in an interview with Hanson Scotty last week, kind of hinted there was another transfer coming. That's right, yeah. So maybe maybe this is it. And so, But my reaction is, is it's, it's rare to see a player transfer from, you know, once from Utah to BYU or BYU to Utah, but then to see them before they even play a snap for that other team they transfer to, to transfer again, and this time to Utah State. My question to you, Jake, is a little bit of a, a, a around BYU fan pride. Are they hurt if Devonta Henry Cole spurns BYU before he even plays a snap and goes to what BYU fan would consider a step-down program at Utah State? Um, Again, BYU fan considers that a step-down, not necessarily what I think. Uh, hurt, no. Uh, BYU's got some depth. At the running back position. They've got like 12 running backs. Yeah, they got a bunch of them. Uh, hurt, I mean, what's your speculation as to the reason why? Do, do we have something floating out there, or do we want to wildly guess? Because it, it could be something as simple as he's good friends with Jason Shelley, well, right? Well, that's been mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the other thing that has been mentioned in one of my, my uh, people told me this is he's got a girlfriend that plays soccer at Utah State. Sure. Uh, but, you know, he had that. She was his girlfriend when he chose to move to Provo, too. So that that was not. Well, maybe he cashed BYU's check already. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, well, <laughs> well, he got baptized, so then 10% of that check goes back. Oh, well, there but, you go. Uh, but, uh, no, I think the moreover idea is that Devonta Henry Cole has dreams and hopes and aspirations of playing on Sunday. Yeah. And BYU losing five Power 5 scheduled games that, that he originally signed on to be a part of, I think that that then you go and you say, well, Utah State at least has a conference schedule held, that they're going to hold on to and play a full schedule. Hmm. And I think that that gives him an opportunity to be in front of some scout eyes that he loses if he doesn't, if he stays at BYU and they don't have a full schedule. Interesting. All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to hear from Quinn Snyder. Uh, he did a Zoom availability, a media availability, whatever we're calling it. Uh, we're going to get to that coming up next. Good job on that uh, on that story, Austin. I know you talked about it in the uh, in the EP podcast. Oh, real quick, what were you doing recording a podcast at like three in the morning? It was midnight. It wasn't three in the morning. I got up this morning and saw it on Twitter. I was like, "What is the <laughs> matter with Austin?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I've moved. I used to do that every day, Monday through Friday. Life kind of gets in the way with the family at times, and so I moved it to three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes that's the only available time for me to do said podcast. 
Is, so is Sunday night or Monday morning at two? It was not at two. At two, it was just a shade after midnight, and I had that news wanted, and it was fresh, so I wanted to get it and then go to bed, which I did. And okay, my wife and my baby were asleep, so I just went in the basement, laid that thing down, and okay, I just saw that. But it's a, it is a little lunacy, a, a little. Austin, give yourself a break. A little loose. go to bed. Yeah, that's right. I'm working very hard, round the clock. Uh, all right, and then Robert tweets in and said, did Jake just brag for 10 minutes about getting a birdie on a par 5? I'm disappointed if I don't birdie a par 5. Okay. All right, listen here now, Robert. First of all, I wasn't trying to brag. I was just well, saying why I, why I was in a good mood. Uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe there was a little bragging there. I don't know. But I'm in a good mood, Robert. I'm not going to let you bring me down either. And I'm proud of you. You, see, you must be a really solid golfer. You don't mean that. If you're disappointed when you don't birdie every par five? You don't mean that you're he's proud gotta of him. be. He's got to be just a masher. You don't mean that. Don't don't bet money on a golf round with Robert. You're jealous of Robert. Look, I am jealous of Robert. Yes, I am. Here's the thing. If I'm in the 80s, I'm happy. That's the kind of, that's the kind of golfer that I am. I don't think I've ever broke 80. And I guess if I wanted to to pour my whole my whole soul into practicing, maybe I could get there. But the truth is, I just want to grip it, and rip it. So if I get a birdie on a par five, pretty stoked. That's all. Robert using you to brag that he's really good. He, at golf, Robert so, did yeah. do that a little bit, but good that's job. okay. Yeah. I'm proud of Robert. I'm not. It's a good golfer. I don't want to hear from you. Stay tuned. We'll let you hear from Quinn Snyder next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. What would happen if you got with me? Kissing you would hit the spot with me. Come and skip a couple rocks with me. Give me any of your heart tonight. Ain't no reason that we need to be apart tonight. I got something. Big show, band of the day today, Old Dominion, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Why, you may ask? Some people out there might also be asking, isn't this Gordon Monson's favorite band? Well, with Gordon not here, we selected, or I should say I selected this because now he can't ask to play, like, have it band of the day for, I don't know, at least a few months. Well, he does. He still asks every day for it anyway. But you can now go, oh, we just we just <laughs> had it. It's this or Zach Brown band is his choices usually. So. All right. But yeah, he it's out now. He can't pick this now until October. Oh. And them's uh, the rules. Push it into next year. Okay. It can be his uh, his vaccine vaccination day celebration band of the day. How about that? Once we have a vaccine, <laughs> the, on, we can have old Dominion on, again. Uh, vaccination day. <laughs> okay. Gordon can have. Uh, Gordon can have oh, old old Dominion. How about gonna that? He's going to be so sad. All right, let's hear from uh, Quinn Snyder, the Jazz head coach. He had media availability uh, earlier today, and uh, Jazz availability presented by University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Here's what Quinn had to say. You're just a few days away now from the first of these uh, these scrimmages that you're going to be having. What are you looking for specifically out of this out of this first one? Is there is there anything specific you're trying to see in terms of the progress that you've made since you've been in Orlando? Yeah, I, I think similar to when we got here, um, we felt like we needed to play a lot, um, whether it be scrimmage or 
you know, up and down um, on both ends, just to kind of get a feel for um, who our group is and, and how they interact. Um, as that's gone forward, um, we've been able to focus on, you know, habits more in some situations. So I think in this game, um, I, th I think we, we need to do the same, kind of the same philosophy as far as just playing, um, playing the way that we play, defending the way that we want to defend. And um, there'll be some game plan situations that will present themselves to us. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we want to be smart about how much we play our guys and um, try to get out of it as much as we can, but also, you know, stay healthy and, and try to stay fresh while still really competing. Thanks, Hugh. All right, next question will be from Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Hey, Quinn, have you noticed now a few weeks in if there's anything you can't do? Do you not have access to something that you can traditionally do in practice back here in Salt Lake? No, I, I think, you know, the, the NBA has done a terrific job. And each day you feel more and more confident, more and more comfortable in, in the situation. You know, the way their courts are structured, you know, there, there's only four baskets. Um, so there are a few things that that um, you have to combine some things and different, you know, you just don't have as much space, um, which can impact in, in a number of ways. But, you know, we're used to that um, in shoot arounds and things during the year, you only have two baskets. So it's just a little bit of an adjustment in that case, but you know, the facilities are great. And, um, you know, watching film is a little bit harder um, given kind of more limited space, but we even have access to, you know, to TVs and, and stuff where we can do that on the court as well. So, you know, I think by and large, it's a, a really, really good setup. And like I said, I think a lot of effort and energy has gone in um, to looking at all those details. Thank you. Okay, next question, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Quinn, I'm just curious, how do you think um, some players re will react to playing without a crowd, maybe less energized, more energized? I don't know. Just uh, any thoughts on that subject? You know, I, I think there'll be things that, that we can do during the game um, that will enhance the experience in a lot of ways. Uh, without a crowd, you know, certainly it's going to be a little different. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I think – players in our league love to play they love to compete and it's not like there there won't be stuff on the line that um that motivates you the, the same way um in a typical setting um but again to the degree that you know your crowd particularly at home um gives you a lift uh, can help provide momentum and energy in situations even when you're tired um that that's obviously not going to be there so you've got to find other ways to accomplish that Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, have you thought at all about whether or not you're going to go to the other team's games or whether or not um, any of your players are going to go and if there's value or just entertainment in that? Well, that, you know, as far as the players go, that that's something that, that's up to them. And certainly, um, you know, I think there's – not only some entertainment value as far as being able to get out of the hotels and, you know, and do something that's a little bit different um, for us coaches, you know, I think, you know, there's certainly a scouting opportunity, uh, but I don't know, you know, to commit ahead of time to how many games or exactly, you know, what we're going to do. I, I think as people get more comfortable um, with the environment through the scrimmages, you know, that'll become more clear as well. 
Okay, uh, we have one more question. This is uh, from Eric Weldon, a follow-up question. Thank you. So uh, Donovan has frequently referred to the environment as kind of like an AAU atmosphere, given that you guys are, you know, staying in the same hotel as other teams and other players. Joe kind of likened it to, you know, an international tournament for the same reason. Have you had any thoughts along those lines, just kind of the, the weirdness of constantly being around other teams, other players, other coaches all the time? Does that change what you do at all? Does that enhance the atmosphere at all? Well, I think both Donovan and Joe are right in that assessment. You know, we eat together as a team um, in a specific space. You know, the, the idea of, of players um, interacting and even just passing each other in the hallway um, is, is similar to, to what you have in AAU situations or even a camp. Um, I do think that that environment will be impacted as we start the seeding games and certainly in the playoffs where um, it's just natural, you know, guys um, that have spent time hanging out, talking to each other when you get in a really competitive environment. Um, I don't think it'll be, you know, contentious at all. But I do think guys are going to, you know, not everybody's going to be saying hi when they walk by each other in the hall. And I think guys respect that about one another um, because they're competitors and, you know, people want to win and they'll approach that the same way. That's not to say it won't happen either. I, I think these guys, you know, they're so professional and, and understand how to be professional, you know, even in, in a competitive situation. There you go. That was jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, Austin, what do you think? We're going to see a bunch of, uh, other teams, players at all these games? Because I, I know if I were in that situation, I'd be going. Why not? What else do you have to do? Go golf? Right. Not play doubles ping pong? Well, play golf in the morning. <laughs> nice. Thank See, you for that. what I did there? I, I'd play golf in the morning. Go to games all afternoon. It, I mean, it, it'd be it, awesome. If you want, if you're there to win the whole thing, I don't see why you would not take advantage of that opportunity. We did that in, in uh, Little League or whatever, where yeah. you'd, you'd mm -hmm. have a game in between and you'd stay and you'd watch the other team that you might play the next night or whatever. That's just smart. It's just what you do. Well, but maybe you could also do that on the TV in, in your apartment, in your hotel room, not clothed if you wish. Here's the thing, though. If, you know... If you're at those games watching those games, you know what you're not doing? Playing doubles ping pong. Uh -huh, yeah. I mean, not to doubt the dedication of NBA players to responsible behavior, but if you are at the game, you're not playing doubles ping pong. Can't do both. You can't yeah. do both. You're either playing doubles ping pong. Which is against the rules. Which is against the rules, or you're at the game. So if I were a coach or GM, I'd think like, okay, being at the game is positive for this player on a number of different levels, especially scouting, of course, like Quinn Snyder talked about right there. Will we see, obviously they can't mandate that they be there, but will we see strong arms suggestion that they stick around and watch the other games? I really have no idea. Because it, what would and, you do if you were and, the coach? Well, because this is this is serious too. It, the mental sanity is, is a thing, and so you want to give the players freedom to uh, behave responsibly by not playing doubles ping pong, but at the same time uh, have some way to get away from it all, right? Okay, maybe it's taking an extra. The long last nap. three and a half, four months wasn't enough. Uh, no, I, mean, I I see what you're saying. 
I see what you're saying. But yeah, I, I think that other distractions will be necessary. Uh, just not doubles ping pong. Soft. Do your job. You're there to work. You're not there to hang out and enjoy freshman year 2.0. I know, but you're there. Soft. You're you're isolated 24-7. Soft. We all need. I mean, Austin, you're isolated in the, the, the Floridian or whatever it's called. It's, you're not you're not isolated in Helaman Hall's Provo. It still is is isolation. It's still do your job. But I I bet we see a lot of other other players, certainly. You'll see the smart ones. All right. Uh, of course, the Jazz availability presented by University of Utah Health, the official health care provider for the Utah Jazz and you. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. Don't forget Chris Camrani of The Athletic at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. He's got a new piece out about uh, BYU. A uh, little eval on the BYU roster, so we'll uh, talk to him about that. Don't forget Chris Mannix joins us at 4, and Aaron Falk live from the bubble in Orlando at 5. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 975-1280 the zone. Join the big show. This show coming up on Thursday, two to six at the warehouse. 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. We gave my three-year-old our her, her first uh, big girl bed over the weekend, Austin, and the mattress right there from the warehouse. She loves it. She slept slept in it already and so last night was her first night in the big girl bed. She got up a couple of times, which was kind of funny, but she never got out of bed. She just yelled for mom and then said, I need you to tuck me in because okay. we, we got her like sheets and covers really for the first time. She's really just been in her crib with like blankets, but now she has like a comforter and sheets and stuff. So you've never really tucked her in before? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Where has she learned the phrase tuck me in? Uh, great question. Huh. I have no idea. She did use it last night. Though. Were you tucked in growing up? Uh, sure. I, I I was not, you know, in the real sense of the term. I was never put into bed and then the sheets tucked in around me. Right. A blanket was placed over me or whatever, of course, but. Uh, but anyway, she, she had gotten out from under her comforter. And she wanted us to put it back on. But it's her trick. I tell, it, see, here's the thing. We've put a blanket over her before, and she's called for us to put the blanket back on. And when we tell her through the little talkback thing and say, you know how to do it, she just goes, oh, yeah, I do. Oh, so you don't actually go in there. You just We did last night, though. Okay. Or I should say. It's new. That's fun. That's exciting. I should say my uh, my wife did. But she got a really good mattress. At From the a really good price. Yep, she did indeed. All right, we have some news. Austin uh, Shams Sharania is out there. Uh, is is Woj back? By the way, from his suspension. 
I haven't seen him. Have I you? haven't either. So we're reliant entirely on Shams these days. That's fine. Sham Sharania sources zero NBA players tested positive for coronavirus out of 346 tested at Orlando campus since last re- uh, results were announced July 13th. So uh, the bubble appears to be working. For now. For so now. So far. Yeah. So zero positive uh, for coronavirus. Do you think once games start... You'll see those things change. I don't. This thing is so impossible to predict. I I, I don't know. Well, I'm in just... in theory, it should be fine. If nobody has the coronavirus, then they can play basketball each, against each other until the cows come home, and nobody's going to contract coronavirus. But I don't know. Yeah, in theory, maybe a. I don't know. Maybe the a cough lingers and somebody picks it up. I don't know, Austin. I, <laughs> is that more or less likely playing games? I mean, you know, I would imagine there are plenty of droplets uh, out there for an NBA game. But if none of them contain the coronavirus, then we should all be good. Right. That's, that's the point. But are you really believing that no one's going to somehow get in through that breach? I'm worried about the pink doubles ping pong. I know. Yes. We're all worried about the doubles ping pong. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> Stupid ping We're pong. all concerned. But the idea is, and Aaron, we'll ask Aaron about this, because Aaron was talking about how once the games begin, it's going to be, everybody's going to kind of keep to their team unit, which makes a lot of sense because if there is an outbreak, you hopefully limit it to as small a grouping as possible. Right, and so if the if the wizards aren't interacting with the jazz, then if the wizards have uh, a case or two, they're not taking the jazz down with them. So I mean, these these sorts of reasonable steps feel like the most important thing to me. Not necessarily preventing one person from getting it or two people for that matter. It's limiting the damage that could possibly be done. And if I were talking to NBA players about discipline, I would highlight just that is that we're protecting these these the only thing taking this thing down is an outbreak right yeah so if you take these little steps that that mitigate risk and i've i've talked to gordon about this throughout this whole thing it is 100% impossible to mitigate 100% of the risk you cannot do it but if you game plan smartly you can mitigate as much as that as possible and from there mitigate the damage that is done when inevitably it happens and this is right now, when it's early and new, and this is the first wave, so to speak, they're going to be allowed to have visitors coming in in a few weeks. That'll be a whole different group of people coming into the bubble. And game. we'll see how it goes. We'll see they, how of course, goes. get tested and all that. But let's say one brings it in and, uh, and, s- and spreads it with a spouse. You want to make sure that that doesn't it stays spread there. exponentially. Yeah. Yep. Right. Because I, I honestly believe in uh, that the risk of, if you look at the age range... We're talking NBA players here, so health is at a premium. I mean, these are healthy people. The The risk of fatality has is, is got to be pretty low. Not not saying that it's impossible, but it, it's, it's low enough that I'm concerned about the spread more so than, heaven forbid, somebody pass away. That makes sense, yeah. Is that is that you're a, playing the percentages? Is right. What you're doing is that right? a terribly yeah. awful insensitive? I, I feel like Gordon would be calling me insensitive right now, but that's that's kind of how I feel about this thing. No, you're just you're you're approaching it from a scientific standpoint there. From a pragmatic, okay, the odds of someone passing away from getting this are very 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 minuscule in that scenario because right. of their prime optimal health in general. 
So then you go to the next. The worst, the the, the worst thing would be if sixty people get it because one person brings it into the bubble. Right. Yeah. Ex- couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly what you're trying to avoid. And you would think that even when people come to visit the bubble in Orlando, they're not of the vulnerable age or conditions or that sort of thing that we're dealing with overall healthy people. They'll likely not come to visit. Yeah. Right. And, they, yeah. and again, not to say that you know anything is possible because it appears the perfectly healthy people have had a very severe reaction to this illness. So I, I'm certainly not trying to downplay that. But for the most part, you know, if you've been healthy and of a certain age range, you've been less vulnerable to this. So I would imagine that they'll encourage I, – I, I will imagine that uh, Chris Paul would not bring his grandmother into the bubble, right? You know, That's – yeah, that's just, wise. You know, common sense type of stuff. So uh, that's good. Good news. Shams reporting zero coronavirus uh, positive tests since July 13th. Terrific news. All right, coming up next, Chris Camrani joins the show. He writes for The Athletic. He does a terrific job at that. We'll talk to him about his BYU preview piece, and of course he covers the Utes too, so we can mix in some Ute convo as well. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.